Well, there's no doubt that the Mime Troupe was and remains a left-wing theater, something I'm proud of. As crazy and as revolutionary and sometimes over the top as the Mime Troupe may have been, we were all deadly serious about calling in the markers on the nation's promises. We had a Bill of Rights and a Constitution that was not being fully adhered to and lived up to, and by God, we were gonna we were gonna call those markers in. That is the remarkable Carly Ozard singing Let Love Rain Down. You heard her last week. You've heard her almost every week on my show. And before that, we had the highly successful Peter Coyote, Hollywood star, I guess. Maybe not so much anymore. Now he's mostly a uh, a car commercial <laughs> narrator, I think. That's how I usually hear him, but... There he is, talking about the San Francisco Mime Troupe. He was one of the early members of the Mime Troupe, or as he calls it, the Meme Troupe. And today, we have two special guests from the Meme Troupe, or Mime Troupe. They have a new show, and that show show is called Back to the Way Things Were. It's written by a a friend, and uh, I think a two-time guest of Green Room on... Mr. Michael Gene Sullivan, and the director of the show is his wife, Valina Brown. We also will be talking to today one of the actors in the show. Her name is Keiko Shimosato Carrero. Both uh, Valina and Keiko are highly accomplished actors and directors here in San Francisco, having worked all over the place, not only at the Mime Troupe in various capacities, but Berkeley Rep, ACT, all all the major theaters, and uh, it was my privilege to to speak with them today. We'll we'll get to that in just a minute. I just want to mention two things. Did you see the Tony Awards? The Tony Awards is the only awards show that I watch regularly. Usually the entertainment is great. These are people who are currently working on stage at the highest level in Broadway, and so you get great song and dance. Also, they just seem to be a lot more grateful and authentic than the people, the the movie stars who win awards on the Oscars. Many of these people are not celebrities, or maybe are celebrities to people who are familiar with Broadway, which most people aren't. So they're just more authentic, more grateful, more excited. Uh, They realize it might be the only time they ever walk up on that stage, and you can feel it. And um, I feel a kinship with these people. Actually, some of them I I know, but uh, yeah, I, I watched it and I really enjoyed it. However, one of the greatest pieces of theater you can watch now for free on your television set is the January 6 hearings. Check it out. Great theater. <laughs> I went and saw Hello Dolly at the Mountain Play up above Mill Valley last weekend. 
What a great show directed by our, our Bay Area magnifique director, Jay Manley. I've known Jay for many years, and he did a wonderful job with this show. I love Hello, Dolly. I, I love Jerry Herman, who wrote this fabulous music. Uh, Jerry Herman was an incredible talent on Broadway. He recently passed, but um, if you're familiar with MAME, that's another great show he did. I, I, was, I had the opportunity to be in MAME many years ago. I played Beauregard. The thing with Jerry Herman is that he, he knows how to write a musical that leaves you doing what American musicals do best. You leave the theater happy and humming wonderful tunes. There may be a lot of silliness in his shows, but it's genius. And I just love the man, and uh, I love the show. My friend Diane McBride played Dolly, and she was spectacular. And the whole cast was magnifique. So if you get a chance to go see it this weekend, it's... Uh, this is the last the last weekend. So go check it out. Just go to the uh, Mountain Play website, Mountain Play Mill Valley. I think there's one more performance. It's either on Saturday or Sunday. Today is uh, June 15th, Wednesday, so you can still get tickets. Hello, Dolly. Mountain Play. All right. Now for our guests. <laughs> we have Valina and uh, Keiko here. And you have a, a new show, My Troop. What, what is it called? Back to the Way Things Were. And this is your first show you've been able to do outside for a couple of years because of the, the plague, huh? That's right. Uh, yeah, very yeah. exciting. So Mime Troop has been doing uh, free shows in various parks in the BA area for how many years now? The company's 62 now, right? Wow. 63, actually. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Older than me, which is saying something. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's so funny when people go, So you're the founder of this? Like, no, we didn't found it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. That would be something. In fact, I could show the poster. Oh, there we go. That's helpful. Yeah. Back to the way things were. It's kind of like a play on MAGA, I guess, huh? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, so it's really about that tension between, you know, like after what we've been through with uh, the quarantine and, you know, lockdown and and a lot of the fear of just so many people dying and all of this stuff and everything stopping and changing. So there's people who are longing for things to be back to the way things were before all of that happened. And then there's the feeling of like, no, we don't want to go backwards. There's a lot of stuff that wasn't great before the pandemic happened. And there's a lot of things that we learned that we should be moving, taking forward as opposed to trying to go backward and, and lock things back into a way that, that wasn't great for everybody before. Does that like, make sense? Like, yeah, I think so. So like, what are some of the, do you have any examples? We all have examples, but for me, I think 
in particular, when people start waxing, you know, nostalgic about the way things were before the pandemic, some things happened that I saw as very positive change. I mean, they came about because of very tragic, tragic events. But I feel after George Floyd's murder, yeah, at least in the theater world, there was a movement um, to make things right that had been wrong for many, many years in, in theater, okay, in one small segment of, of society. But the um, we see white American theater and um, another the Bay Area, the, the living document here, where people finally were felt empowered to be able to speak out about injustices that have happened in our own Bay Area theaters. Um, so stuff like that, I feel, is forward moving. And before the pandemic, we were all like, oh, well, I'm not going to talk about that theater because I want to work there. So that that Pandora's box has been opened. Things have changed a lot pretty quickly. It's, it's, it seems to me. I mean, it looks like there's a lot of people who weren't given opportunities before who are having a lot of them now. Is that is that true? Or I would say that things have changed some, but I would. Yeah, I think things some things have changed some mm-hmm. and we don't want to roll that back. Right, right, right. Is, is that part of the, uh, the story in the play? The play is not about um, the theater. Oh, OK. So it's just about it's about um, it's a young girl who didn't really see things being so great before COVID anyway. Right. Well, it's like her parents um, are, are really interested in longing for things to kind of get quote unquote, get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, and she's just feeling like, well, there, there are a lot of problems and, a lot that's that's been headed in the wrong direction for a while and that that climate change is is happening and people are not really wanting to make those shifts that would make that could stave off a climate catastrophe uh for example and uh you know so it's just very frustrating for her as a, sort of like this 20 year old college student who's, who's still living, she's living at home. It's more affordable to go to college nearby and stay at home and all of that sort of thing. But just their view of the world is, is not the same. Valina, you're the director, right? That's right. Yeah. And, and Keiko, who are you, who are you playing? I am playing a mysterious character named book book yes book like the book type that you read yeah um and let's see so it won't give too much away to say that i am a time traveler um and i made a mistake which has landed us in the in a current state of affairs and i'm trying to fix my mistake and this young girl of whom you spoke about earlier is key to my my fixing the world back to <laughs> not to back to the way things were, but to be able to get to a better place. Tell me about the music. Your lyricist is Daniel Savio. Uh, we also, I guess, were um, Tales of the Resistance series. We had two seasons of 
Tales of the Resistance that we did as a radio, like a scripted podcast, um, I guess yeah. is the language that you use now, but it's yeah. radio, radio series. And um, so back the way things were was the last episode of season two. And in season two, um, the 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 people in the foreground were Zoe's parents. And then for this, the park season, we're visiting this family again and and we're seeing it more from Zoe's perspective. And so some of the music that was in the the series is coming into the play. And then there's new music as well. Oh, great. Yeah, I listened to the, to a good portion of that. It was really fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, now you're going to be the show is going to be all over the Bay Area, correct? Like, what are some of the venues? Well, we're going to be opening. Uh, opening weekend is in Cedar Rose Park in Berkeley, mm -hmm. and then of course July Fourth is in Dolores Park in San Francisco, um, per our tradition. All right. We're doing lots of different uh, parks around San Francisco, like Balboa Park and Presidio Park and Yerba Buena Gardens and Glen Park um, and, the, and, and Golden Gate Park. I think we are doing Golden Gate Park. Um, and then we're also going to do a show at the Mime Troop Space as well. Uh, two, sh three shows at the Mime Troop Space. And then we're also going to be in Oakland at the Lakeside and we're going to do Davis High School, UC Davis High School. And where else? Mitchell Park in Palo Alto. I know that. That's right. Mitchell Park. And then we're going to do London Nelson Community Center. And that's in Santa Cruz. Oh, OK. So that's a change. We had been playing, um, I think it was San Lorenzo Park. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, this time we're going to be at the community center. Santa Cruz. Great. Mm -hmm. And the uh, when does the show open? Well, the official opening is the 4th of July in Dolores Park. But we will be, because of the three-day weekend, we will be in Cedar Rose Park the two days before that. So the second and third in Cedar Rose Park, Berkeley, California. It's it's really exciting to be able to be outside in the parks again after two and a half years. Oh, so yeah. just <laughs> and it's it's a very different process uh, producing theater in a pandemic. So <laughs> it's a yes. bit of a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys did a great job with the. Uh, I guess we don't call them radio play. What do we call them? Scripted podcasts. Yeah. podcast <laughs> i like the radio play myself but um yeah yeah uh i enjoyed it because when i was in london if i don't know 10 years ago going to school um or 12 15 years ago i don't know uh there was so much of that even back then i mean it's so popular there and, mm -hmm. and they broadcast plays on the radio all the time but it was fun to be able to get that here now because of covid um yeah, yeah well we just felt like we couldn't there was it just was not an option for us to just sit out the season at the first seat we, we were going into um a uh, an election year and so we just 
and our our um, head writer Michael Gene Sullivan is is a big fan of radio plays anyway. He listens to them all the time and really enjoys them. So he felt very well versed in that style of writing. The adjustment that you make uh, for an auditory experience as opposed to having that visual component like when you're live. So we just, as they say, pivoted uh, right away to to doing the radio plays and just got on that this kind of a steep learning curve of how to do that technically so that everybody could be safe and in their their home each in their own homes safely recording and we rehearsed uh over discord and all of that sort of thing so that 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 worked out nicely for us to be able to do that um so now we're back in the studio we have our our um COVID protocols. And right now we just, I just want to say that you're seeing Keiko and I um, unmasked, but we're like away from everybody else. We have, we've done our PCR test. We, we test, uh, we do the antigen test when we're in the studio. We are following, you know, equities protocols and, and we've come up with our own, you know, best instincts on safety on top. So we're being abundantly careful, eating outdoors, having all the windows and doors open, air purifiers, industrial size air purifiers, because we're just, you know, it's like we need to do this. It's been too long and we can't have a positive test like shut us down before we get out there. So, yeah, I noticed a few companies, they started uh, producing the shows live again and then one person in the cast gets COVID and they have to shut the whole play down. That happened to the last show I was in. So I'm very sensitive to that because it's not only a heartbreak for, for us as performers, it's also financially for us because we are a small company um, that would be a hard hit. Yeah. So we're doing our very, very best. Well, it's good that your your performances are outdoors, so that's a lot safer, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, if people are close together, they'll wear masks. Although I notice mm-hmm. a lot of people just aren't doing it anymore. Uh, but I know when I go into a store or anything, I wear mine all the time anyway. I, I don't want to get that thing. <laughs> what scares me the mm-hmm. most is long COVID. I don't, uh, you know... I could live with a, a a little illness if that's all it was, but then the long COVID is just, especially as you get older, rough. Yeah. yeah. And it's unpredictable. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, it's, that's a scary thing. Nothing predictable about COVID. And we do need to keep moving forward and finding ways. So this is another way where I feel like back to the way things were, is maybe not the best way it's we are i do see us as a company being you know we need to take care of each other and we need to care about one another and our living situations whether or not we live with somebody immunocompromised um it's it's about our whole community in order to be able to do this we need to care for one another so that's a better practice absolutely there you go there's something good came came out of it. I mean, uh, there also might be some new technological advances that were forced upon us that we can start using 
uh, as theater artists with Zoom or scripted podcasts or combinations of different things uh, that we didn't do before. Uh, n- new ways of rehearsing if people can't be together for some reason. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I think, you know, that will uh, not have us have to go back to the way things were. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea for a show right now. And uh, yeah, so I've talked to, to Michael a couple times, and I know he's your husband, right? Galena? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, the Mime Troop is a family affair for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've, we've had an opportunity to work together um, for a long time now. And some people are like, ooh, how are you working with your spouse? <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, you figure out how, how to do it. Like right now it's like, um, Michael is also, he's writing the show right now. Um, and he's in ragtime at theater work. So our schedules are, are pretty different. So we have, we have to figure out ways to, to coordinate and stuff like that. But I just, I feel fortunate that, that we've been able to to do this uh, as a two artist family and 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 make it make it work. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's not oh, so bad, right? No, no, no. The spouse. <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. Pretty great. In fact, we've we've kind of dragged the spouses in for this project. Um, in yeah, yeah. I mean, in in relearning how to do this in these times. Uh, one of our actors, Lizzie Calagero, her she's dragged her husband in to be our TD this year. And then um, I my husband uh, was the technical director for the Mime Troop for many years as well. Um, and he's come back in to consult on on the set design and the technical aspects. So it feels good to have. To, to round up our, our, our forces and our family. And it's also really been wonderful to bring in two new actors that I have not worked with before. Um, we're working with is Alicia P. Nelson. Is that correct? Felina mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and Norman G whom I've never worked with before, but they're great new energy. And I'll let Felina uh, speak to it. Yeah. I've worked with Norman a few times. A lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy working with him quite a bit. I think I directed him in a Zoom play a year ago. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been in a few things with him. Fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were both in this company called Shots, S-H-O-T-Z. Um, oh. where we did, like, there were short plays. They were often done at Piano Fight or... The Phoenix oh, okay. Theater. Yeah, we both did that quite a bit. So cool. Yeah, it's a small world. <laughs> San it, Francisco theater is such a small world. It is a small world, and it, but it, and yet there are like people who I've never worked with, even after being you know in Bay Area theater for thirty plus years. So it feels hopeful that we're cross pollinating and and networking again. Um, carefully, but you know, I, I've noticed um, recently 
Uh, maybe it's just that I'm getting older, but I always used to feel like, wow, I, I, I kind of know everybody. Like, but now, I don't know if a lot of people have moved here or there's just more people who started acting, but there's so many people I've never seen before. Um, I think it's great. I, I'm not sure what's happening, uh, but I think it's, we just have a very vital theater community here. And Mime Troupe, you know, San Francisco Mime Troupe is like one of the mainstays, you know. And it's so exciting. I can't wait to go see the show uh, in Mitchell Park. I live a block away. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm seeing the, the pyramid building behind you, so you're not there now. Or <laughs> This is a green screen. Ah. Uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have given it away. But, you know, well, that's really cool. It looks very natural, though. You know, a lot of times. There you go. Yeah, because a lot of times the virtual backgrounds look very obviously virtual, but that that one looks really good. It looks, well, because I'm using a green screen and the lighting's even and I have a I don't use a cheapo webcam. I have my Nikon camera, my mirrorless uh, camera hooked up. So it's really, really perfect. Yeah. I didn't even know I could use it for that until today. Yeah. I was just using my like uh you know Logitech camera. This this thing looks is amazing. Other oh, the light just changed. But yeah, great. Yeah. I, I just, mean I would like to live here where it's, uh, you know on a on a nice house on the hill in North Beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you both uh natives of San Francisco or are you from other places? Well, I've been here a long time. My dad was in the military and uh, his last tour of duty was on the Presidio of San Francisco. So we came out here from Maryland uh, when I was 14. Oh, okay. And what about, what about you, Keiko? You um, I am not a native born San Franciscan. I grew up in in a different Bay Area. I grew up in the greater Boston Bay Area, but I have, I moved across the country. I lived in the middle of the country in Iowa, Iowa City for a while. And then I ended up in San Francisco. It's been over 30 years. So wow, I'm a transplant. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised here. Well, my son is a native-born San Franciscan, and he loves his city. I mean, he's very, very, you know, he takes ownership of it. It's its like every time he comes home from school, he's like, I love San Francisco. And that makes me really happy. I get it. I feel the same way. I absolutely love this place. Uh, I mean, I don't live in the city per se anymore, but I still feel like I, I do. <laughs> so, um... I will be sure to put all the information on the notes uh, about your show coming up. Um, Thank you. Can you Nate, say the name of it again? Back to the way things were. Back to the way things were. There it is. <laughs> I love the art. Who did that? Yeah, Pablo Micah did it. And um, what's what's really fun about that when you talk about like bringing in, uh, circling up the... Uh, 
the peeps is that Pablo, uh, Michael and I went to the same high school. We all went to George Washington High School. And so um, in San Francisco. So it was really fun to be able to to bring him in and, and have him do this poster, which turned out great. Yeah, it's it, it really uh, it looks it makes you feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I love your shows because they're always there's always a lot of humor and then there's always a message. And uh, and the music is always uh, thought provoking, mm-hmm. makes you laugh. Yeah, that's but, one of our specialties. Yeah, you're just so great. And uh, I mean, it, I, I love your shows because you laugh, and sometimes you laugh super hard, but it also makes you think. You know, it makes you think about what's happening in society now, and and it kind of forces you to take take a stand and just dis- and think about what's important to you and do you agree do you disagree uh and i i think it um you know it really contributes to the to to the atmosphere in the bay area and i hope a lot of people come we do too <laughs> yes yeah so come on out bring your blanket picnic wear a, a nice sun hat put your sunscreen on yeah and then and then kick back and you know have your picnic and and watch our show yeah it's just it's so much fun if you're listening to this you will i guarantee you'll have a good time all right thank you so much all right, all right. thank you well, thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate you making it to the end. I know the sound was a little screwed up. I don't know why. As I've said before, this is a one-man shop, the mom-and-pop shop, with an emphasis on pop, because there ain't no mom. Anyway, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, I will see you. What do I say? Oh, yeah. Until next time. Until next time, I will see you on the boards. Bye-bye, y'all.